Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Utes and Cougars back together again. The rivalry game tips off tonight. Why tonight's game is way bigger than just a rivalry for BYU. They're trying to need some fuel. Plus, jamming with Juddy, Jeff Judkins on his most memorable rivalry experience and the voice of the Utes, Bill Riley. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Wednesday, December 10th, what is up? BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, alongside my good friend and hostess delivery man, Brian Logan. Does it feel like a like hump day to you today, Wednesday? It feels like a glorious day it's, just because it's BYU-Utah. It's, it's nice, man. It's a nice day outside. Rivalry. I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. I almost went and slept outside, too, in my tent. <laughs> then I remembered how cold it was. Tent city around the Marriott <laughs> Center, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. No kidding. The BYU Roar of Cougars student section, known as The Rock, camped out some people since 12.01 a.m. time on Monday. They won't let anybody set up a tent on Sunday. And so literally they go there at 12.01 on Monday to get their place in line for tonight's game. Loyal. Unbelievable. That's loyalty right there. How do you do that, man? I, I want to ask one of, the fe- one, of the, one of the students, how do you sit there the whole time? Do you rotate with a there friend? There has to be shifts. There's got to be yeah. rotations, right? Yes. There has to be. There's no way. What if, but what if, you didn't have, what if you don't have any friends? Then you can't rotate. Have you, you been out there? there? I mean, it's crazy. Last night I was getting in my car after uh, calling the BYU women's basketball game. And I heard music playing, and yeah. I was like, what in the heck? And yeah. so I go over there. They got a basketball court. Dave Rose and Shell Rose brought him pizza and, like, delivered a, a motivational message and to show their appreciation. Incredible showing. It's a party. For a big-time game. It was game. a party, yeah. man. It's a party. You're about to be sell, sold out. I mean, it's that's exciting, man. I'm going to try to sneak my way in. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but – Try to get Apparently in there. Apparently they have dance parties. Kate Hansen, the Luge Coog, uh, was like, you missed a dance party, dude. And I was like, oh. Yeah, was she like the DJ? I saw some pictures <laughs> on Twitter. And I was like, what? It's, it, it's going down at the Marriott Center right now. It's smacking. Yeah. Gosh, I got to get there. Listen, we need The Rock and the rest of all of you, BYU Sports Nation, to cast your votes for Decision 2014. BYU Sports Nation has produced two different T-shirts. The one that gets the most votes on social media, Twitter, will become available for purchase. So, Brian, let's, let's reveal the goods, okay? Let's go ahead and do it, man. First of all, we have, both have BYU Sports Nation's logo on the front. On the front, yep. It's a, this is a black shirt, by the way, which is an interesting twist. Okay. It's black, not but, blue. But then there are on the back. options on the back. One says, Got Karma, and the other just has blue goggles. <laughs> it's just blue goggles. <laughs> blue goggle alert. No, caption, said, no caption needed. No caption necessary. <laughs> Vote which one you like the best on Twitter. Uh, retweet for the Got Karma and favorite on Twitter if you like the blue. I goggles. like both of them, man. I like the blue goggles though, just because it's just no, it's nothing needed else to say, right? It's just no caption needed. Just like blue if you goggles. see those, you're like, oh yeah, okay. yeah. It's like yeah, okay, yep. you're you're that guy. You're a blue goggle guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you just got destroyed by a team, but okay, you still got your blue goggles on. Okay, I see you. And then I got I like the karma though, man. The karma because the karma is real, you know, and and. Anytime somebody has came on the show, they, they usually have done a great job. Uh, if they're coaching, you know, they, they'll win. They win. If, if it's a player, it's a good get, they have a good game. So I like the karma, too. I like both, man. It's a toss-up. 
It's awesome, man. I'm, I'm being told that the blue goggles are off to an early lead. Blue goggles. Decision 2014. Just... These look good with my blue pants today. It's a blue pants Wednesday. Yeah. I had to represent, you know. You're, you're styling, so, man. Anyway, sound off on Twitter. And as while you're there, use the hashtag BYUSN to give us your thought on today's Twitter question, which is, what's your Utah at BYU Hoops bold prediction? Brian, what's your bold prediction? Uh, my bold prediction was I, was I was made fun of for this bold prediction. Anson Winder will have 25 points. <laughs> <laughs> at first I said 30. I just want to make that clear. I said 30 <laughs> points at first. And they were like, you are crazy, man. What's wrong with you? There's bold and then there's dumb. And I, my, my thing is this. You know, Anson's coming in. He's 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 averaged about 14 points. So 20 points to me doesn't seem too bad. It just yeah, he he could hit that right. Why why not? But and, and but and yeah, that's that, that is bold. And but you you say okay okay. But if I say 30, you're like, dude, you are crazy. Too many concussions, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's what makes it bold, folks. Is for that very so reason. So you split the difference. 25. So, you, so I, I split it just for Which you. Which is still really bold. It's, it's for you. You know, I, I just I just think that that Utah is 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 going to come into this game, and you know, you look at you look at the, your main players and Haas and, and Collinsworth, and you know, I'm I'm going to put my guys on. I'm going to DM up as much as I can. I'm going to have a lot of focus on them, and and I'm going to make them pass the ball. And so guys like Anson and and Chase, I mean, if they, if, if they're hot uh, and they can take advantage of those open shots and, and sink them, I think they're going to win the game. And so I put. All of my eggs in one basket with my man, Anson. Utah gives up just over 60 points a game. Yep. So you think Anson will have almost 50 It's bold, okay. man. Well, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It's, it's bold. It is bold. Well, look. Well, look. When you, when you look at their, their shot-blocking abilities, right, uh, I, I don't really see too much of, of BYU driving the lanes. Uh, I mean, they got a big seven-footer. Uh, Portal? Is that yep. how you pronounce his name? Portal? When I first saw it, I was like, pull it lot to hooked on phonics. Didn't work for me. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I, I just see him. I mean, he's averaging about 9.6 blocks a game. Uh, so, so driving in the lane, I think it's going to be great to open up some passes, to hit your wing players, Anson, Chase, knock down them threes. Anson's going to have about 25 points plus. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Brian Logan with his very bold <laughs> prediction. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUS. And at David Fiesel says Chase Fisher will put his mark on the rivalry with a lights-out shooting display from beyond the arc. BYU 81, Utah 69. That's saying something because Utah's season high in points a lot of 72 thus far. They're giving up just over 60 a game. BYU Sports Station simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The red and blue clash. Finally. We have a a good opportunity uh, to have a nationally ranked team come in our building. And those are always great nights, great days, you know, when you're preparing for that. Uh, But then you add, you know, the fact that it's, uh, you know, one of your in-state rival teams. So. There should be a lot of energy here in the building tomorrow. Dave Rose on the rivalry yesterday to the media. Sellout crowd. 20,000-plus fans expected in the Marriott Center. Utah's a top-20 team for the first time in almost a decade. This is the rivalry game this year because there's no football until 2016. So this becomes the game between BYU and Utah and the fans. Rivalry jabs being thrown. Utah took BYU to the woodshed last year, led by 23, yeah. 1.1 by 17, 81, 64. The Cougs want payback. 
Hey, all of that is fantastic, Brian. All yeah. of it. Yeah, it was. It was definitely disappointing. You got the revenge factor coming in. You got the fact that these these students and these fans are are, are camping out in the cold, having parties, sold out. Uh, I mean, I th- I think too. The biggest thing for me is the first thing that you said, which was. Uh, there, there hasn't been a rivalry game, right? But the football, football hasn't been played, and so you know, you, you, you talk about losing four in a row, and when can we get some revenge? Well, we got to wait a couple of years for that to happen. Well, you know what? No, we can settle this tonight on the court, man. This is where we can t- get some type of redemption. Yes. yes, 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 yes. It's two different sports, but a win is a win against a rivalry. You know, if we win this, we win. We're winning everything, man. We're taking this win from football too, even though we didn't play. <laughs> We're, we're counting it. Yep, yep. Oh, it's worth two, two sports. It's worth it's two worth sports. Two. All of that's fantastic. The rivalry banter, everything that rides between BYU and Utah. But amazingly, those are all subtopics to the most important thing. And that is BYU needs this game to help their NCAA tournament resume. They need to make a statement to the committee Tyler Hawes and a number of guys said, look, we, we want to get to the tournament. We want to win at least one game there, go yep. to take the next step. And we kind of feel like if the Cougs want to do that, their best shot is going to be getting a single-digit seed. If BYU wants to get a single-digit seed, I don't see any way they can get that if they don't win this game. This yeah. is a huge I, opportunity. I agree. You know, you look at some of the games that they've had previously uh, in Hawaii, especially against San Diego State, you know, losing that heartbreaker. Uh, you know, you got a quality opponent in Purdue – uh, and so to boost your RPI, I mean, you have to have a win against a ranked team. And, and this is a great opportunity. And you look a little bit down the road, right, uh, when, when, you, when you talk about the rest of their games, uh, you know, Stanford, uh, UMass, you know, some quality opponents, and then Gonzaga, right? You have two chances to play ranked opponents. So, you know, you have to take a, a, as much advantage uh, uh, as you can when it comes to these, these, these schools. And so, yes, the rivalry is important. Gets everybody all juiced and jacked off a of Mountain Dew. But at the same time, it's bigger than that. It is, it's much bigger. You're, you're playing for postseason spots right now. The tournament train, as you said, Brian, off the top, needs some fuel. BYU's a tournament team. They're going to make the tournament. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That will happen. What kind of a seed can they get? Games like tonight will really help them boost that seed. They need signature wins to boost the RPI. They had three last year, Stanford, Texas, and Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. BYU only has two ranked opponents in the Marriott Center this year, probably what we're projecting. That will be tonight against Utah Mm -hmm. and Gonzaga on December 27th, which are both part of the December to remember. We said it early. BYU has an amazing December. They will have a legitimate shot to take a good seed in the NCAA tournament, a single-digit seed. They've got to win this game. I don't want to call it desperation, but it it almost has that feel for the fans because it's like, we've got to beat Utah. It does. It it feels like, I mean, a a championship type of a game. It it does. There's so much riding on this. Uh, Again, especially when you look at the opportunities that's ahead of them. I mean... It's it, it's like oh it's 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 fun because the rivalry but it's that much more fun because it is going to mean something it definitely is it's almost like the state championship game BYU understands what this game means no question there will be no motivational speech needed tonight there will be one but I don't think they need it just ask Tyler Haas we're going to be motivated to mm-hmm. to go in and and get a win I mean. It, 
those Utah games are not very hard to get yourself ready and, and get pumped and hyped up for it. Right. And, um, they're a great team. I mean, they've they've beat some really good teams this year, and you know they deserve all the respect in the world. And so we're going to have to play really well to beat them. Utah coming off a win over Wichita State, which had won 35, I think, regular season games in a row. It took an yep. overtime performance to get that done at the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City. But BYU now has a chance to repay the favor to Utah, a ranked team, on their home floor. And history is on the Cougars' side tonight. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I don't even need the blue goggles for this. Stat of the day is seven. You need to dance, though. Dave Rose is late, seven and zero oh against Utah in the Marriott Center. Well, heck no, seven and yes, oh. Coach Chris Goviak. <laughs> Dave Rose is seven and zero oh against Utah in the Marriott Center. I, that's 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 exciting, man. Because it's like we don't we don't lose at home against against those bums up north. You know, <laughs> we just fired. don't do it. Shots have been fired, man. I got the bazooka waiting. I got I got my right one up right now. My right my right bicep. That's a gun. You know, I got my left one. That's a gun as well. I'm shooting them today. Utah got one against BYU, but now the Cougars have a chance to repay the favor. I think it speaks a lot to the crowd too. You know, the students are already out there right now. It shows you the the, the loyal, uh, the, how 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 loyal they are, how dedicated they are, and how rowdy they're going to be. That home field advantage when the momentum is is swinging your way, the extra crowd hype that definitely helps. So so fans. Got to come with it as well. My bold prediction deals with the pacing of the game, and for that, let's go back to Dave Rose. I think the pace of the game will be an issue, and hopefully that we can we can get it, you know, up and down a little bit and get you know transition to be a big part of this thing, and then you know being able to control, uh, you know, their point guard. He he can just take over game. BYU will score 80 points tonight. Utah has given up a season high of 72. BYU will score 80-plus tonight. That is my bold prediction. 80 points, huh? 80 points. Utah will try everything in their power to slow this game down to a snail's pace. Okay, That's what they do. They're yeah. defensive. Right. BYU is going to go 80-plus tonight. What's your Utah BYU hoops bold prediction? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Dr. Steve Best. Collinsworth for another triple-double. Had the first one since 1988 against Hawaii on Saturday. He goes back-to-back? That is bold. That is bold. I like like that, man. I I like that a lot. That's that's blue goggles. Is that blue goggle-ish right there? (laughs) That blue goggle is right there. (laughs) Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, the women's basketball team earned a hard-fought win over Weber State last night. Their coach, Jeff Judkins, will join us next. He's played in the BYU-Utah rivalry. He'll join us next. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Brian is holding up his blue goggle version of the BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. You can vote for your favorite on Twitter. See both of the shirts at BYU Sports Nation. If you like the Got Karma t-shirt then you can weigh in on that. You fav- retweet that. You favorite if you like the blue goggle t-shirt. What do you do for both? Shirt. I don't know. Is there an option for both? Use both you of your Twitter quote, accounts? Quote, Come up with two Twitter accounts? You quote retweet? retweet? That's what I do a lot. Quote retweet. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm doing it half the time. The winning one will be made available following the close of voting this Friday. So make it happen. Let's ask, let's ask Coach. Which one do you like, Coach? You like the blue goggles or do you like the Got Karma? 
I think the blue goggles. Blue goggles. <laughs> blue, blue goggles. goggles man. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation, former NBA star, BYU women's basketball coach. Uh, this is a big week for BYU basketball in general. The men and the women both have the rivalry showdowns with Utah. Uh, the men against number 13 Utah tonight. We'll get to that in a moment because you've played in that yeah. game. Uh, but your team has Utah on Saturday coming off of a win against Weber State. And we were discussing during the break, uh, you can't exactly call it a, a pretty win, but uh, a, a win no less for your team. What's the state of your team today? Well, we're, we're pretty beat up. We, we played three games in six, six nights and, and really three different venues, and, it, and, and which we knew this was going to be hard. This was a hard time, but uh, we kind of came out flat. And, you know, teams come out mentally fatigued and, and, and physically. And I thought last night we kind of had a little both. Uh, we mentally, I called some plays and we didn't execute them, and we lost. We we did some things defensively, our assignments. We didn't really listen to that too well, <laughs> and, and then of course physically we got tired. I saw some girls that were they were tired. They were physically tired, and um, you know it's it's hard. It's the season's hard right now. December's a hard month because of school. And travel, and they are big games. Like you guys mentioned before I got in here, that it's a big month for BYU men's basketball in December. Well, it's a big month for really a lot of a lot of teams because you're trying to play some good teams before you get to your conference, you know, play. Yeah, coach. I you know, d- despite all of the, the things that went on uh, yesterday, I really like the play of, of Morgan Bailey and Lexi Eaton, uh, both combined for 53 points. I know. Man, um, you know, there's a stat that, that Spencer brought up. Uh, I think when you guys have three players that can go into double digits, you guys are undefeated right now. With, with, with the outstanding play of, of those two, who do you see being that third player stepping up? Well, in, in the past, it's a few games, it's been McKenzie Morrison who's really done it. Um, but, you know, teams, teams have made a decision. Their decisions are, do you take the inside presence away? And by doing that, you have to double Morgan. Mm. And that gives somebody an open look. Or do you play her straight up? And then do you try to help off Lexi Eaton when she penetrates? And if you do that, then that gives McKenzie or Jojan or, uh, you know, Kylie an opportunity to get an open shot. And last night, they switched everything, and they they let those two score. And um, they didn't help. They didn't really try to do some things, and so thank goodness they were ready to play, and they, they took the opportunity. And I think both Morgan and Lexi are very hard to guard one-on-one, but we need the third person. I think you're 100% right. We need somebody, either a bench or somebody. And I, and I really think McKenzie's probably the best fit because Kim Beeston did it last year, and McKenzie's playing her position where they're going to give her some shots. And uh, we're going to watch film today, both of us, and – See if there's some way I can get her some more shots where she can get that opportunity. You know, Ashley causes a lot of problems too, uh, where she can get to the basket. But when everybody's switching everything, then there's not a lot of mismatches that way. So, well, you know, we got to get her involved. Bottom line is you won, even if it was ugly. Yeah, right. You get the win. You find a way to win and move on. You can learn through those, uh, and that's always a, a nice thing to do as a coach and have your coaching staff be able to teach while you win. Uh, you bring up the third score for BYU men's basketball this year. They've had four guys consistently score in double figures. Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, and Anson Winder. 
They don't have much of a post presence, which is the opposite of your team, but they're scoring the ball from the outside. Why do you like this BYU team? Why do you think they're leading the nation in scoring? Well, they're up tempo. That's number one. And you, you just mentioned four players that can score in so many different ways. Um, you know, outside with Fisher. Mm-hmm. And then Collinsworth gets in the basket. And how, how are you going to guard that? And then Haas is probably the most well-rounded scorer on their team. He can get to the foul line, and he's automatic, and he's he runs the floor, and he shoots the ball now from the outside a little better, and he can put the ball on the ground. And, you know, Winder's been a surprise. I, I, I think he's the big factor tonight, in my opinion. Because, what did I say? What did I say? Because, you know, they're going to give him shots. Yep. Because if they don't, Collinsworth's going to get to the basket. Now, the one thing Utah has that BYU has not faced really that much this year is they got a good big yep. that can block shots. But um, Collinsworth is a different kind of penetrator. He's so strong that I don't see that. And he's, you know, he's a bigger point guard that I don't see that bothering him as much as it bothers somebody else. But um, I think Winder's going to have to have a good game. And I don't know if he's got the assignment to guard right. I, I don't know that. My gut feeling is it's probably him. Yeah, well, Anson's yeah. the lockdown defender. You know, yeah. and, and, you know the player. other night, you know, I watched Hawaii. Um, the zone hurt him. You know, the zone, why he attacked the zone very well. When BYU went man-to-man, they did a good job and got him ahead in the game. And I don't know. That's one thing about their team defensively is they've got really a great zone, and then then they've been playing better man-to-man. And so it'll be curious to see what happens. If Utah starts bombing away on shots, then they got to go, man, who's going to guard right, who likes to penetrate? And I think it's probably Winder. You've played in this rivalry game. With no football, it seems like there's – now even more investment into this game because it's it's the one big stage where BYU and Utah meet at the Marriott Center with a sellout expected. What what does this game mean tonight for both of these teams? Well, I think the most important thing is it, it's Utah. You know, I mean, you can every time you walk somewhere, everybody knows if you beat them or lost, and so that's a big issue. <laughs> um, I think playing one game. And not having football this year, it means a bigger – I know when I played at Utah, we never beat BYU in football. So we had to make it up in basketball, which we <laughs> which we were fortunate. We won seven out of eight times. And, and uh, you know, so I, I was lucky to do that. But I think third is – this is a big game you're talking about NCA, And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if BYU has to be so much in – how do you say it? Single C digits. But they've got to be at least a 10. They can be a ten or eleven or lower, that helps them because yeah. um, when you get to be a thirteen or a twelve seed, it's so it, it, it's, it's harder. It, it is you're playing two really hard games. Yeah. To be able, that's what happened to us last year. We had to play two really good teams to get this. Yeah, NC State and Nebraska. Yeah. just speaks to what yeah, you did. You know, yeah, so um, I think that, and I and I think the other thing is, is you know, um, Dave Rose hasn't lost here, and so I'm sure that's important for him. But this is the last time Tyler's going to play Utah, and it's a big game. I remember my last time was a big game. And so there's all these things bundling up, and and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting because, you know, I went to practice yesterday, and there's these tents sitting out there mm-hmm. ready for the <laughs> yeah. game. That's what college basketball is about, in my opinion, to have the excitement of this. And so uh, – I'm sure it'll be a great game. It really, you know, both teams are playing well right now. Speaking of the excitement, um, you like it when coaches are, are 
shooting back and forth, you taking know, friendly jabs. Friendly, yeah, I, friendly I, I, jabs. You want? I mean, <laughs> does that make it more exciting for you? Well, I know right now that guarantee you some of the things that Coach at Utah said was probably posted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to make you play better, but it's going to make you have a lot more fire. And, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, they always say that the hungry cat's one that plays the best. And I think, uh, you know, when you get somebody saying things that you feel like your team's better than that, I think I think the best way is just to be – you know, just let your playing do it. You know, talking is not always the best way. But, uh, you know, when that ball goes up, it, it doesn't make a difference. It becomes who execute, who, what what matchups. Um, crowd can help mm-hmm. get you the energy that you need. Hopefully they don't get too excited. Um, but BYU's played big games. A lot of these guys have played big games. So I don't think that's going to affect them. And uh, I just hope they come out and – you know, they the thing Utah has this year they haven't had, they've got inside presence, and that's yeah. that's a big issue, you know. And um, BYU is not as strong there, but they have a lot of bodies they can they can put out there. So it'll be interesting. We need to give you credit for your very accurate prediction the last time <laughs> you were on the show before the BYU-Utah State game. I believe you said it's going to be close, and then BYU will pull away with about eight or ten minutes left. They started to pull away with 12 minutes left in the game, but it was like, <laughs> I can't believe how close you were. So you, now that you have established your awesomeness as our BYU yeah. Sports Nation prediction machine, what's your prediction for tonight's BYU-Utah game? Um, it's going to go two ways. It's either going to be an overtime game. Okay. Or I think BYU will win the game probably by six to eight points. Okay. You know, I think if, if, uh, if BYU... And I think your 80 points is pretty accurate. I think they're going to score mm. that. I think in that, and I think by doing that, they'll win. If 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 Utah holds them under that, then I think the game will be Nick and Tuck, and it'll go an overtime game and and everything. But this is going to be this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great game. Do you have a good seat, Coach? You know, I <laughs> I gave my tickets to my car dealer. What? Oh. Yeah, because I at the time I didn't know when the, I thought the game was going to be played. Will we be gone and whatever? And so I do have another, two tickets. I'll probably try to see if I can get it tonight. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'll sneak in with my well, fast. Yeah, listen, I'm, 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 I'm sure too. we can work something out for you. <laughs> see if I can get in, but it should be a great game. I'm just going to follow you because you're much taller than me, so I'll just hide behind you. <laughs> then we'll go. We'll go our separate after that. We'll meet back up at the to get some popcorn. That's right. I hear it. Hey, Coach, great to talk to you as always. Good luck against Utah on Yeah, Saturday. we liked also. Hey, and we play Utah, you said, Saturday. After uh, this game tonight, we'd like to have some people come Get up there and support. Support us. We'd like to do it. So, thanks a lot. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we'll talk to the voice of the Utah Utes, Bill Riley, and what that program has done in the last four years. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. It's a full-on tent city outside the Marriott Center in preparation for BYU and Utah tonight. Basketball rivals return. Cannot wait. Great game expected between the 13th-ranked Utes, who have turned that program around under Larry Kristoviak in a hurry, and BYU, of course, always tough on their home floor. BYU Sports Nation in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. This Brian, is, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going. I'm making this like a like gathering motion. Like okay. I'm gathering because okay. this game is for all of the marbles, all the marbles <laughs> right here. Football and basketball. 
That's what this game is about. Uh, Not just on the court, on the field as well. Certainly, it, it feels bigger because there was no football played. Oh, it's big. And let's, let's ask our friend Bill Riley about that, the voice of the Utah Utes on ESPN 700 Radio in Salt Lake City. Bill, with no football being played, do you, do you feel like this game has that much more riding on it in terms of the rivalry between Utah and BYU? Yeah, I think I think because we got uh, we got left out of our our fall or annual fall rivalry game in football. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more to it, and I think that both teams are good this year. Makes a little something to it last year, and Utah was able to finally grab a win back, as you mentioned. Larry's turned the program around nicely, so yeah, I, I think we go into tonight with a lot of a lot of anticipation, and I, I think we're going to have a pretty good basketball game. Let's talk about the turnaround that Larry Kristoviak has brought to the University of Utah in, in not even four years. I mean, this is, this is crazy when you look at the schedule. 6-25 and 25 in his first season, 15-18 and 18 in year two, 21-12 last year goes to the NIT, and now his team's ranked 13th. What the heck did he do to turn this program, uh, program around in such a short amount of time? Yeah, you're right. I mean, four years ago, it was the worst season in program history. I mean, he inherited a dumpster fire from the from the Jim Boylan era and had a lot of people leave the program. And really what they did was they rolled up their sleeves and they went to work. It really helped getting some good key recruits, getting an in-state guy like Jordan Loveridge uh, to commit and buy into the program. But really... It's just been hard work on the recruiting trail. Larry and his staff, Tommy Connor, Phil Cullen, uh, DeMarlo Slocum, that whole crew, they've done, and Andy Hill, they've done such a good job out on the road recruiting. You guys know, and 80% of what you do as a program is all impacted, whether it's football or basketball, in what you do in recruiting. And it's so much easier in basketball if you can get a couple of really good key recruits at the right positions to turn it around in, in a quicker fashion than you can in football. And they went out and they got a couple of key recruits, and they took some lumps that first year. And even in the second year, they took some lumps, but they played those freshmen, you know, the Dakari Tuckers and the Brandon Taylors and the Jordan Loveridges. You know, they got a lot of experience in that 15 and 18 year. And then last year, the ability to land a programming-changing player like DeLon Wright, who would have been a top recruit had he had the academics in order out of high school. They got him out of San Francisco. You know, that's when things really began to change because they had a big-time guy who led the basketball team. And then this year, some more good players into the program, a big Austrian kid named Jakob Bertel, who's beginning to get more run now from NBA guys, a seven-footer who can protect the rim. So it seems like it's been quick. I think if you would ask Larry and his staff, it didn't seem so quick to them because a six-win season and a 15-win season, but it's been a lot of hard work. Bill, you and I have had, you know, our, our share of jokes and, and shots at each other. You know, me wearing blue all the time, you wearing red. Uh, how do you feel about Larry's comments, uh, you know, about this BYU basketball team, uh, you know, being half of a program? Half of an elite program. I, an elite it was program. in jest, but I, I personally like it. How do you feel we about it, We don't need Bill? that extra part, Spencer. You don't need that yeah. extra part. There. No, I, I think Spencer's right. It was, I, I like stuff like that. I I don't need to think you need the vet venom, venom and the hatred that Roger Reed and Rick Majerus had for each other. <laughs> I mean, but but I, but I also don't think you need to have the lovey dovey hug each other on the sideline stuff that Lavelle and Mac had either. I, I think if Larry, I think rivals should be able to take some shots at each other. Larry's like, hey, we're we're friendly, we're cordial to each other off the floor. But what am I going to sit here and tell you that we love these guys when we play them? No, you want to beat their brains out. Right. So no, I, I like it. <laughs> it it's in it, that's, but that's his nature too. You know, people are like, well, what, what, what about Dave? Well, that, 
you guys know Dave Rose. Dave's a pretty buttoned-up guy. He's a pretty serious, no-nonsense guy. I'd be surprised if he said something like that because that's not in his nature. But I've known Larry now for almost five years, and he's a guy that's good-natured. He's a hard-nosed competitor, but he's a guy that likes to joke and have a little fun, too. And if you read the comments, you'd be like, oh, man, that's that's kind of a shot. Yeah, but if, if you, you saw, saw the video, if you saw the video, he kind of winks and says, strike that. So I, I like it, and I like that actually – we're back to a point in time where where, the, where it's it's a, it's a rivalry and both teams are good again. You don't go in expecting one program to be markedly better than the other, and no, I, I like it. I, I I think that's that to me is what rivalry games are about: is players and coaches saying a little something. It doesn't have to be hatred, but it, it, taking good natured shots is a little, a little bit of fun for me. And for guys in our business, I think it's great. How does Utah feel about playing in the Marriott Center this year as the 13th ranked team in the country? Well, I think they know that they're going to have, I mean, the crowd's going to be fantastic. You know, sold-out crowd, 20, 21,000 people. The good news for them is it's only their second true road game, but they play it in every bit as hostile an atmosphere. You guys know how tough San Diego State is. Yeah. They played in this, the second game of the year in that uh, 24 hours of basketball down at Viejas Arena, and that's a tough. I compared that. I said that's the black hole of college basketball. It reminds me of going to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum for the Raider games. So I think that, you know, two years ago they played down there, and that was that tight physical game that, you know, free throws kind of decided it down the stretch when Tyler Hoss was able to hit a bunch of free throws. But I think Utah, this Utah team's, you know, I think they're, they've got enough veterans and guys that have been through it. I think that they're looking forward to uh, to a really good game tonight. I don't think, you know, it's going to be loud. It'll be a tough atmosphere. I don't think that it will be – I don't think the atmosphere will be what decides the game tonight because I think you've got two veteran teams. Loveridge and DeLon Wright, you've mentioned, are outstanding players. Who else should fans be aware of tonight? I know you mentioned Yaka Bertel as well. Is there anybody else that you feel like is kind of an X factor for Utah's basketball program? Well, you're not going to have leverage tonight, obviously. He had that little knee procedure a week ago, right, the right. cleanup procedure. So Jordan's gone, which which hurts a little bit because sure. he had such a good – he's an in-state guy. And you guys know this game means a little bit more to guys that grew up in the state. He had such a good game a year ago. Um, Dakari Tucker was a real X factor the other night, knocking down some threes and playing really good defense on, on Wichita State's Ron Baker. Uh, to me, Brandon Taylor is a big, big factor tonight. He's going to be a guy, along with DeLon Wright, that has the ball in his hands a lot. He's maybe the most consistent perimeter shooter. Um, but if you want to look for some other guys, a couple of the youngsters, you mentioned Pirtle already, but Burkott Chapman, the kid that was so highly touted out of Roy, Utah, top 50 recruit in the country. Um, he's he's had some nice early games, and uh, he's a good player. He's 6'9", very skilled offensively, long player. Um, again, a guy that was recruited by everybody around the area. He might have a good game tonight, too. Bill, we're, we're thinking that 80 points will, will do it for this BYU team to, to come out with a win uh, against a, a Utah uh, defense that is ranked 25th in scoring defense. What are the things that, that this BYU offense has to do to achieve 80 points? Well, they've got to run. I mean, I, I think, guys, the game is decided – in transition. If BYU, if BYU runs and are successful running, they'll probably win on their home floor. If Utah's good in the transition defense and can keep the game out of the 80s, remember now, Utah can run too. If DeLon Wright, Brandon Taylor, those guys, they don't mind running. 
it's not what they do first and foremost. Defense is the first core principle philosophy with Prescoviac. But I think that's where the game is. If BYU gets the tempo they want and they can run and be successful in the transition, I think they can win. If Utah can get their transition defense in order and limit BYU's opportunities to get out and run on the break with Collinsworth and Fisher and Hawes, Winder as well, then I think Utah's got a good chance. I, I think you're right, Brian. I think that number is good. I mean, if the game's in the 80s, I think it's slight advantage to BYU. If the game's in the below 80 in the, say, 70s, you know, low 70s, upper 60s, I think it's advantage Utah. Bill, we've uh, we've known each other for a while now, and uh, you were one of the first uh, to to bring me on to to the broadcast and to this this industry, and I appreciate you. And I love our rivalry. You know, again, I said it earlier: me wearing blue and BYU, and you having the red <laughs> goggles on all the time. Uh, let's take our relationship to, to the next level. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because of because football is 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 out of the the, the question this year, okay. uh, so much rides on this this game tonight. If, if if we win this game, I will wear a Utah shirt. No, no, of, no. If BYU wins the game? If Utah wins. I said if Utah wins. If Utah wins, I will wear a Utah shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, you can pick it out, whatever you want. I'll go and buy it. I'll, uh, you know, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll figure out the details. If, if 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 Brigham wins, then I want you to, to wear a, a BYU Sports Nation shirt. <laughs> uh, probably the blue, the blue goggle one. We're, we're, we're promoting it right now. Uh, if if we win, how about that? Well, I could wear that on my on my television show on ABC Four in Salt Lake City on Sunday nights, and people could see it there on the radio. I don't know how much of an effect it would have, but yeah, let's let's. Are you going to be at the game tonight, Brian? Uh, I'm going to try to sneak in. <laughs> well, you come find me. We'll we'll finalize the bet. Okay. Spencer can be there to witness this. Yes, and give me a couple of hours to let this marinate just a little bit. Okay, okay. But, but that sounds good. And you won't have to buy any. I love to make you go into your pocket and actually purchase something at a Utah Red Zone store. But in, I'll, I'll, I'll supply it for you. But, yeah, we'll come up with something good. Great, yeah, I, I'm willing to do that. I, I appreciate that. And if, and if we win by 10, I want some gushers. Just throwing that in there. Just want some gushers. Wait, 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 we're not working in margin. This is a win or lose proposition. It's, an, it's a kind of an incentive type of thing. Hey, Bill, pleasure to talk to you. Class Act, voice of the Utah Utes on ESPN 700 Radio in Salt Lake City. We'll see you in the Marriott Center tonight. We'll see you guys tonight. Thanks. Bill Riley. Always, always fun entertaining. Always fun with Bill. You had to throw in the bet, didn't you? I had to. I had to get the gushers in, man. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Jeff Toriel in town. What makes WCC so special? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Earlier in the show, we asked you to vote for your favorite BYU Sports Nation t-shirt on Twitter. We're calling it Decision 2014. We have two options. Retweet if you like the Got Karma t-shirt. We all know BYU Sports Nation Karma is a real thing. Or favorite if you like the Blue Goggle shirt, Jeff Judkins has voted for the blue goggle shirt. Yes, Bill, Bill, Bill Riley will be wearing the blue goggle. 
try to give him the blue goggle shirt. The blue goggles are win. running away with it at this point. So if you want to sway it, get on Twitter and vote. <laughs> Decision 2014. <laughs> the winning shirt will be made available following the close of voting on Friday. So if, uh, it looks like if you want the blue goggle T-shirt, you're going to be able to purchase that, which is pretty cool. What's your Utah at BYU basketball bold prediction? Use the hashtag BYUSN at PWNR1019 says BYU wins by 35. Hang on a second. Ooh, wait, I got to get the BYU wins <laughs> by on. 35. Hold on, I'm gonna, can I do something real fast? I'm going to put the small blue goggles on. <laughs> I'm going to put the big ones on over that. Is that possible? Okay. I got it. I got, I got double blue goggles on, man. Then he adds one. the 35 will be Tyler's 35. So the Cougs win by 35. Tyler Haas goes for 35. Oh, yeah. Wow. I might need to put okay. three. I might need to put three, go- three <laughs> pairs on for that one. That was, that was, that's blue goggle right there all the way. Holy cow. Joining <laughs> us now, the Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Jeff Toriel. Jeff, welcome to the set. You've, you helped us launch the simulcast last year in Las Vegas. Now you get to see the set in Provo. How are you feeling about this? I'm loving it, Spencer. And, and not that I get a vote, but I think I'd have to lean for the Karma shirt the just karma. Because, because I'm a big Sports Nation fan. Okay. Although I love the goggles, too. You can vote. You can vote. You, can vote. Go, go you want to get on Twitter? Cast your vote, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Voting ends five seconds after the show. I'm going to have to run back and get <laughs> no, my phone. It's, it's, it goes until Friday. So Perfect. You, you've got, you've got, got a little it. Bit your of vote time. matters. It does matter. BYU is the top scoring team in the country, 94.6 points a game. Gonzaga's top 10 program. What makes the WCC, at least in my opinion, it kind of feels like it's one of the hidden gems. What makes the WCC one of the hidden gems in college basketball? You know, there's a lot of talent, and it's a fun league to watch because, as you see here in Provo, teams in our conference like to score, and a lot of high-scoring offenses and it makes it fun for the fans to watch, and, I, and that's one of the reasons I'm pretty intrigued about tonight's game to see kind of who can control the pace. You picked the right night to come, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, you you definitely did, and I mean, it must be must be nice and and fun to travel around different venues. Um, how many venues do you travel to, <laughs> Brian? A lot. Um, <laughs> I, when we get to conference play, I'll be at at a basketball game just about every Thursday and every Saturday, sometimes two in a day. Uh, from January through and, March, and, and you you could be honest. You don't have to 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 give us the political answer, but what venue do you like the best? He has to give a political <laughs> answer, Brian. I like them all. Each one is unique and special. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I meant. Was was you don't have to say all. Oh, you could say you know one or the other. We won't take offense. Maybe Spencer. Well, I won't. I won't take offense to it. No, no they, you know it's fun because each each venue does have have its nuances and quirks and. Some are small band boxes, and yeah. then the one here is pretty cavernous, but it's loud. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them shake when they're full. And the kennel, yeah, a little bit, and and it's it's a lot of fun to to see the differences. And you know, with conference play being just three weeks away, we're we're pretty excited. So you've uh, taken on an inc- increased role, obviously, as the associate commissioner of the WCC. How did your responsibilities change when Jamie Zaninovich left for the Pac-12 and Lynn Holtzman came in to take over? Well, you know, a lot of what I, I do, Spencer, is um, work with our TV partners in basketball scheduling in particular. Um, I am the administrator for baseball, so that, that part hasn't changed, but it's a lot. I mean, each team's playing about 55 games, and there's 10 teams, so that's Ooh. a lot. And yeah. you know, As you know, in the spring, rainouts and yep. maybe, maybe other weather issues uh, come into play, and so that's, that's a handful. But um, really, the launch of our digital platform a year ago, uh, the W.TV, takes up a lot of my time. And trying to program it like a like a TV station and so we have live events just about every day and we have new video content every single day and it's it's a lot to pull together with a small staff but it's a lot of fun I enjoy the challenge what's been the biggest part of that challenge uh launching that whole digital platform well honestly it's um you know we have 10 camera 
campuses and they're all in 10 different places in terms of technology and infrastructure. So mm-hmm. trying to bring everybody up to that kind of minimum standard and in addition to that, training staff and getting students on board to help out. I mean, that's, it's been a process, but it's been an enjoyable one. Yeah, definitely. So it's never really too early to, to talk about March basketball never. in Vegas. <laughs> never, ever. Uh, what can fans expect uh, for the tournament this year? Well, I think competitively, we, it should be a lot of fun. It always has been. The environment's great. Our fans are terrific. Uh, we've sold out the building in each of the six years we've been there. Nice. I don't anticipate that being any different this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing around with some new fan amenities this year. want to really bring in kind of the social component of it and find mm-hmm. way, uh, ways for fans to interact uh, in real time via social media and then figure out a way to integrate that into our, our game presentations. That will be fun. That will be fun. Social media, I mean, has really taken off. And to have that interaction um, at that moment is is really, I think, separates, you know, businesses. And even what we do here now with, with Sports Nation, uh, you know, that live interaction. So that's, that's going to be something to look forward to. It is. And, you know, it makes – it makes everything more real and, and yeah. you know, famous people that, that you may um, really have a liking for, an actor or whatever the case might Spencer, be. Spencer Linton, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, you can approach them and you can have a conversation yep. potentially with them. And it's not just, oh, they're over there in Hollywood. I mean, they're real people. Right. And that's, that's a pretty cool thing. And so being able to promote our student athletes that way and, and really make things authentic is, is something we take pride in. You look at the different sports that the West Coast Conference excels in. Obviously, we're talking about men's basketball, but you look at women's soccer with Pepperdine this year, finishing number 11 in the country, and BYU, a top 25 team. And then women's volleyball. The Cougars back to the third straight Sweet 16. They won the West Coast Conference. Uh, what What is it about the West Coast Conference, and, and even though they don't have major football programs, that they're they're consistently able to excel at the sports that they do have? Uh, in the fold? Well, I think one of the things that each of our institutions has has in common is that um, we value the holistic experience for our student-athletes. So, of course, getting a good education, but developing the, you know, the mind, body, and spirit. But part of that is being competitive in, in every sport in which we compete. And, um, you know, those of us sitting at the conference office don't, at the end of the day, we don't play the games, but we want to put them in a position to uh, be successful down the road. And we think um, you know, we've, we've done our small part in that. And, and there are some terrific student athletes and some great teams. And, you know, you mentioned BYU volleyball still playing. It's fantastic. The destinations involved in the West Coast Conference are noteworthy. Uh, Malibu, Los Angeles, yeah. Moraga, Portland, and then you come inland to, to BYU, but San Diego as well. This has got to be a fantastic conference to travel around if you're a student athlete or if you're an administrator as well. It's not bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> talking, to, talking to colleagues in other conferences, they don't have it um, quite as good as we do. So in that respect, we're very fortunate. Uh, some terrific some terrific places to visit. Every campus is, is beautiful, and uh, I enjoy going to all of them. But, you know, the other piece, too, is we're located near San Francisco, so it's pretty easy for us to get yeah. anywhere we need to go in the conference. Jeff, great to have you on set on BYU Sports Nation. You've come full circle now. You helped us launch in Vegas, and now you've, you've come to the, the home studio, Studio B, the mecca of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I'm, I'm appreciative of you guys having me on, so thank you for that, and I'm very, very excited to check out this uh, rivalry tonight. Fantastic. Yep. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you again in the future. Sounds good. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the rest of the best in the Cougar Whip Around, including Tyler Hawes chasing Jimmer. Where does he stand as he approaches the BYU-Utah rivalry basketball game? And more of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV.
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Got a busy rivalry show. We talked to Jeff Judkins, who played basketball at Utah, now is the coach of the BYU women's basketball team. Bill Riley, the voice of the Utes, and then Jeff Toriel in from the West Coast Conference, the Associate Athletic Commissioner. Uh, and he's, he's never witnessed the spectacle that is BYU-Utah, so we're dealing with a newbie as well. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to understand what it means to, to you know, wear red or wear blue and, and understand. I don't want to say the hate. You know, hate is a strong word, but it, it's going to get real for him. You know, the karma's <laughs> real, but he liked the karma shirt, and he said the karma's real. There's this rivalry is real. I told him as he was leaving, I said, hey, don't wear red, man. He's you know, like, I'm dressed for the game. He had a blue shirt. He's like, I'm in a blue shirt. I'm good. I'm like, I don't want you to get in. You know, I don't want you to get hurt, man. It's just, you know, just, just, just precautions, you know. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to Morgan Bailey last night, set a new career high in BYU women's basketball the win over Weber State, she had 28 points. Lexi Eaton also had 25. Nicely done, ladies. The Cougars now 6-3. and three. Tyler Hawes has scored 35 and 30 in his last two games. And that brings us to our next segment. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. I love it. Do-do, do-do, do. 436. Tyler Hawes needs 436 points to pass Jimmer Fredette's and become the all-time leading scorer in BYU tonight, right? basketball history. Somebody, yes. somebody said. According to PWN or 1019. Yes. Speaking of the Twitter machine, let's go to our Twitter question. What's your Utah at BYU Hoops bold prediction? Tweet, tweet. At Christine, or Rick's Christine, BYU by 17+. plus. We're talking to you, Jerem Jordan. (laughs) That one is for you. (laughs) At J-Man 426. Kafusi Corbin gets an inbounds slamma jamma, and BYU wins by eight. We haven't seen Kafusi rock the rim yet. Can we get a 360, you know, something, windmill? I like that one. I like that one. like that, too. Thanks to everyone that joined us today, Bill Riley, Jeff Toriel, Jeff Judkins, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUSN for the fabulous Brian Logan. Brian Logan. Logan. My name is Spencer Linton. (laughs) Shout out to Liddell Anderson. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.